Let's bow down our heads. Father, we want to commit this time into your hands. Your word says that the gathering of the people shall be unto you. So, Lord, remove all our plans and let your will be established. Have your rightful place in this service. And at the end of the day, Lord, may you be formed in us. May we get a better revelation of you. And may Christ alone, may Christ alone, may Christ alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. In fact, I did my due diligence and listened to some of the um, sermons of the uh, past month uh, on Holy Spirit and beyond. And when I finished, I realized that I had nothing else to say. So I said, you know, God, is this some kind of a test? You know, and God said, my word is living. So every time, even if it's the same, it's different. So just go and I will do the work. So please be assured that God will do a work. Amen. I said what? Well, God will do a work. Amen? Amen? The Holy Spirit that we um, have been talking about, I hope we understand that the Holy Spirit is not a thing. The Holy Spirit is, is a, a person. Amen? The Holy Spirit is a person. And I want to assure you that in the life of mankind, God has never left us alone. The presence of God dwelled with Adam and Eve in the garden. And then when things got tough, and Abraham and Isaac and everybody who came after them could not handle it, God sent us Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ was going, he assured us that once he leaves, the Holy Spirit will come. And has the Holy Spirit come? Yes, he has. So God has never, ever left us alone. Hallelujah. I want you to understand that one of the things that we must conscientize ourselves to do is to tune our feelings down so that we can live by the truth. What do I mean by that? There was a couple who got married. After going through several months of counseling, they got married. And on their first dance at their wedding reception, they were dancing. And then the husband looks at the wife and says, Honey, um, I don't feel any different from yesterday to after we've said I do. The young lady looked at the man and said, Hey, you better adjust your feelings to the fact you are married. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes we make the Holy Spirit something that we feel. Now, I don't feel Pastor Joshua, but he's here. So I have to adjust my feelings to the truth. What is the truth? He is with me. He is in me. I don't wake up in the morning and look at my feelings and adjust my mood to my feelings. I tell my feelings, listen. The God of the heavens, he bypassed the white house, the yellow house, the blue house, and all the houses, and said, me, with all my afro, you, you, I'm going to tabernacle in you. So if I wake up and this thing is not feeling good, should I adjust my feelings to the, to, 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 should I adjust my mood to the feelings that I don't feel good? Or should I adjust my feelings to the fact and the truth that he lives in me? He lives in me. You can be in the same house with somebody and if they are sleeping, it doesn't mean they are not there. 
But I can make a little noise and whoever is asleep will wake up. Somebody say amen. amen. I came to announce to you that the Holy Spirit is alive and well. Hallelujah. He's not in the wind coming somewhere. He's right here. Right here with us. Let's get into the word of God. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say he's with us. Oh, he's with us. He's with us. He is with us. Is with us. John chapter 14, verse 26. John chapter 14, verse 26. It says, But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. I said what? The Holy Spirit is your teacher. One of the things I've come to realize is that a student or anybody who walks through life who conditions themselves to think and walk and live like a student, there's so much you can learn. You know, when you tell yourself that you are a student, even somebody who is not trying to teach you can teach you a lesson. I say this all the time in our church. I said, you can learn how to go, how to be rich by looking at somebody who is poor or by looking at somebody who is rich. You can learn how not to go to prison by listening to somebody who has been there or by listening to somebody who has not been there. The most important thing is that you are ready to learn. And the Holy Spirit is willing to teach. Somebody say willing to teach. Willing to teach willing to teach. The purpose of the Holy Spirit coming is that it's supposed to teach us all th the truth about all things. The truth about all things. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was there in the beginning. There are things that are happening today that some of us, we cannot fathom. Some of us don't understand. Some of the things you read, what is happening, but you, your mind Cannot even wrap around it. I came to announce to you that there's no room for confusion. I said, the teacher lives in me. The teacher lives in me. The wealth of knowledge is at my disposal. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is willing to teach. Sometimes the problem is not the teacher. The problem is the student. It's the student. You know, sometimes we, we come to God with our preconceived notions of how things should go. Yeah. How many of you have gone to the doctor and prescribed medication for yourourself? I, I do it all the time. I go and sit in front of him. I say, doctor, I don't think this month I will be doing a lot of exercise. So why don't you give me this and this and that? He looks at me and then he laughs. Oh, sometimes we take that attitude to God. Can I tell you a story? There was a young man. And there was this huge rock in the compound that he lived. One day, he said, God, if you are there, let me feel you. And God said, I am. He said, but I don't feel you. He says, okay, I'm going to give you an assignment. He says, every day from now on, when you wake up in the morning, go. You see that rock in the back of your house? Go and push it. The guy's like, oh, God. Mm, give me something complicated. Look at what you are giving me. So he went out. 
from day one. Every morning he would push on this rock. About 15 minutes, then he would go. One day he got up and said, God, in fact, I want to summon you to a meeting. Anybody summoned God to a meeting before? <laughs> said, God, you sit here, let me sit here. This is the problem. You told me to do something and I've diligently done it. Anybody felt like gloating in your own performance before? Yeah, you, you feel like, ah, I mean, by human standard, I've done, I, I mean, I've done. He said, God, I've done every month. Look, the rock has not moved one inch. God said, really? He said, yeah. he said God said, what is your problem then? He said, but why, why would I wake up in the morning and be pushing on something that is not moving? And God said, you, you know something? Let me teach you a lesson. Go and stand in front of your mirror. He stood in front of his mirror. God said, take off your shirt. He took off his shirt. God said, flex. Then he flexed. Then he realized that for over a year of pushing on something that is not moving, his muscles had moved. And God said, who told you that this rock was supposed to move? All I said was go and push on it. You thought that it ought to move, but what was moving was your muscles. The thing was stagnant, but you were being moved. Sometimes, 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 you need to read this text. The Bible says, the letter killeth. It's the spirit that gives life. Sometimes you have to pause and understand that there is a spirit behind everything that we are doing. There is the Holy Spirit behind it. You don't push just to move. You push because you were asked to push. The revelation lies in the obedience. You see, God is, some, God is interesting. God is specific, but he likes to work with people and give them minor details. So listen to what God told Abraham. Take your son, the one that you love, specific. And go to the mountain and I will show you general. How come the God who had GPS before GPS came can tell me that take of all the people in your house, take the one, one specific one, but go to a general area that I'm going to tell. You, you, you want to tell me God couldn't tell him where he was going? I came to announce to somebody, don't serve God and leave the Holy Spirit behind. Don't, don't, I know in this house you don't do it. You are, not, you are not just recycling religious activities. You understand. I came to reiterate that to you. Otherwise, you'll be pushing on something, expecting it to move. It's like running a race that you were not called to run. You win, but you are not a winner. You'll be first, <laughs> but you are getting no medal. Hallelujah. What this tells me is that I must gain understanding about everything that I'm doing. And that understanding comes from who? The Holy Spirit. I appreciate churches that are not even loud. Amen? Because you need to understand before you rejoice. Many people rejoice. And then when they sit down, uh -huh. what, what was he saying? Yeah, what did he say? No, 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 no. You must understand. Somebody say, I must understand. I must understand. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Let's look at the next scripture. John 16 verse 12. John 16, 12 to 13. It says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Hallelujah. Amen. It's interesting how there's a whole wave of the chasing of the mystical or the prophetic or the, you know, I'm sure it's here too. You know, some of my my church members came to me the other day and were talking about going to a certain program. You know, and I gave them a few questions. I said, I will never stop you from going to another. I gave them a few questions to go and double in. Pastor, when they came back, the things they told me, I wept for them. Amen? Who is supposed to tell us the things to come? Who? Who? The Holy Spirit. Now, if the Holy Spirit lives in me, the source of all truth and knowledge, and I chase another person to get a revelation of what is available inside me, I am to be pitied among all people. I am to be pitied among all people. Do you know that when you, when you, when you get a cell phone and it's MTN cell phone, if I have not activated this phone, I may not be able to call Pastor Joe, Pastor Josh, right? But I can call MTN. You know why? Because MTN's stamp is on it. So at the very least, at the very least, I can go to the source. Without activation, I can go to the source. So why am I chasing something that is already inside of me? It's because we've made the Holy Spirit a female. So its primary duty as a teacher is, is dormant. So I asked them, what, what about tomorrow do you want to know? That makes you go to anybody who says that I have seen tomorrow before you. What? Are you walking in fear? Or you are living in love? This Holy Spirit that we are talking about, it is not something that comes. Eh? It's not a feeling that comes, you know, and, and just makes us, you know, shiver, shake, emotional. No. That's the weather. It comes and it goes. It comes and it goes. This, you know, when, 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 when once again, using the cell phone analogy, when you use a cell phone, you are able to call all of the emergency services. In our place, it's 911. Here is 999. Is it 999? It's 911. Oh, okay, so 911 everywhere. Without activation, I can call 911. Why? Because the, 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 the stamp or the seal, it, it, it's in it. It's in it. It doesn't come from outside. It's in it. So if I have the Holy Spirit living in me, the activation must come from within. I don't seek it from without. 
the Holy Spirit. He says, he, he, not it. He. Somebody say he. He. The Holy Spirit. He say he. Or it's a, it's a person. So I don't go chasing another person who also has the Holy Spirit inside of it. That is like an ambulance eh? with somebody hurting in that ambulance, chasing another ambulance. Hey, stop. So that I put, I put the patient in your car. No. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I have knowledge through the Holy Spirit. He said he will not speak on his own accord or his, or his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Listen. The one who holds tomorrow, the one who holds tomorrow, he wants to talk to you from within, not from without. Hallelujah. Everything about this tells me that God wants a personal and intimate relationship. Hallelujah. Amen. I know in the, in the, in the, in the era of social media, you have to post it to prove it. But God doesn't want to prove anything. Hallelujah. Amen. I have come to understand that the love of God is mind-blowing in the sense that I don't have to do anything to end the love. I don't. I'm still trying to wrap my head around how. Because I have grown up knowing that to get love, you must do things to please. And then you have a God who says that before you wake up, I love you. Some time ago, I used to work in um, hospitality. And in hospitality, one of the things we used to do is that depending on the clientele, you give them the best of the best. And one of the days, we were hosting Tiger Woods. And Tiger Woods' personal assistant told us that he wants to eat a fish called Chilean sea bass. And that is not even the, the, the bad part about it. But that Chilean sea bass, he wants it caught on the morning of the noon time that he was going to eat it. So you have to leave America, go to Chile, find good Chilean sea bass, catch it, bring it, in time to be cooked at noon. Because somebody who knows how to use a club to hit a ball very well <laughs> has a pedigree that mere men don't have. So I sat down, I was thinking about it, I said, hey, wow, this is a fellow man. And, and the secretary said, that's all he wants. No butter, no stew, nothing. Just the fish. The company spent $25,000 to catch a fish just so that they can have a 15-minute meeting with this man. Of course, he gave us about $45 million to do business, but you know that's besides the point. <laughs> but the main point I want you to understand is that we are talking about God who says that According to the psalmist, or through the psalmist, every morning he renews the mercies for you. So there are microwaves in heaven, but he says, no, 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 no. My children deserve fresh, organically squeezed mercies. <laughs> Listen. If you eat presidential food, leftover is great. 
But God says, no, 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 no. My children don't eat leftover. Every morning, his mercies are renewed. Brand new mercies every morning. You know, some of our, our problem is that we, we, we count things generally. Somebody can say, oh, the whole year or, or the whole month. Do you know how many seconds go in a month? Don't approach God with a wholesale mentality. No, 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 no. Every, listen, you can die by accident, but nobody wakes up by accident. Somebody's foolishness can cause somebody to die. But tell me somebody who woke up by mistake. Some of you think your alarm clock wakes you up. Don't charge it and see if you wake up. Or take it to the morgue or mortuary and see if it wake up anybody. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. We must get to the point where our, 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 our relationship with God is not drawn from what is happening on the outside. It is drawn from the inside. Just came back from a pastor's conference. And, you know, as pastors, we have to encourage each other. So when the meeting was over and we were sitting down having lunch, then the real story started coming. My brother, how are you doing? One pastor looked at me and says, do you want the Christianese answer or you want the reality? I said, I want the reality, of course. He said, can you handle it? I said, then we, people started talking. What people are going through, what people are going through. And I was the youngest there, so I didn't want to speak much. I was just listening, taking it in, taking it in. They, uh, they looked at me and said, Paul, why are you so quiet? And I said, it seems like most of us, our problem is, has to do with what is happening on the outside and not necessarily what is, should go on on the inside. He says, what do you mean? I said, well, if I give Pastor Josh this gift and he puts it on the chair because he doesn't want it, who owns the gift? Who? Or? Back to sender. Right? I bought the gift for him. He says, I don't like it. He, he doesn't like it. So, who owns the gift? So, when you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror, and your mirror or whatever voice speaks back to you and calls you a name, why are you responding to it? Is it yours? Some of you say, my headache, my high blood pressure, my hypertension. That is not what the Spirit of God says to you. That is what you have accepted. That's what you have accepted. When we become so drunk with the Holy Spirit. Now, you know, I don't want to use this example, but you know what? Let's read it quickly. 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 Ephesians 5.15. Ephesians 5.15. It says, See then that you walk circumspectly and not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand that the will of the what understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not be drunk with wine in which is in dissipation or excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So when you wake up in the morning, what who, who is giving you the tune to sing? 
The first melody you are making is in your heart. You don't go through Facebook to find out what song to sing. You don't listen to CNN, BBC, TV, whatever. No! No! What are some of the characteristics of people who are drunk? When they talk, they are not responsible for what they say. Yeah. As a child of God, when I speak, I'm not speaking my feelings. I don't speak feelings. I speak my faith. I speak my faith. I'm not trying to make sense of what God has said. No, no, no. I am speaking my faith. When a drunkard is speaking and they are, they are not it, don't ever judge a drunkard and their diction or their English capacity by what they are saying. No, 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 no. It is the spirit speaking. Small s. Small s. That's why alcohol is called spirit. Yeah. They are not... A person who can drive normally, you, they sit behind, they can't, they can't. That's why when Mary asked, how can this be, seeing that I know no man? Guess what? The spirit of the Lord. Not only is it coming, it shall overshadow. When it overshadows, it's not your ability anymore. No, 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 no. If, if, if a police officer who is not six feet tall, eh? Stands in the middle of the road and an articulator truck, 18 wheeler, is coming, assuming all brakes are normal. If he raises up his hand like this, <laughs> eh, must the articulator stop? But who has power? <laughs> ah, you see? Sometimes God allows men to have power, knowing that he keeps control to himself. You may have a 10 foot engine, a 10 ton, 10,000 ton engine, but somebody's small palm. Because he has control, you have to stop. And that's how the Holy Spirit works. The Holy Spirit doesn't have to be the loudest thing. It's the most consistent thing. In the middle of the noise, when everybody's saying, it won't work, it is finished, it is over. Sometimes all you need to hear from the Holy Spirit is, my son, my daughter, be still. It is well. That's it. It's not, it's not competing for words. That's, that's why the move of sensation here and sensation... Listen, Michael Jackson sang and people fell down and died. Yeah. They collapsed. Yeah. People see their celebrities and they're... Oh. So that is not the Holy Spirit. Don't make that mistake. No, 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 no. No. Another sign of, of people who are under the influence of alcohol, as they are walking, some of you, you can, you can tell the fragrance... Yeah, you can, can't you? Yes, in the same way, the Holy Spirit also has a fragrance. Yeah? It has a fragrance. Sometimes some of you enter places and, and people are not... People can't be themselves around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are not receptive. They are not receptive. Some time ago, they said that um, certain cell phone companies could not call certain cell phone companies because there was friction. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, as a child of God, you know, there are places when you are entering, you know, you, 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 you have to understand that the Holy Spirit must lead. Yeah. Oh, hello. These people, are, they are, these people are super spiritual. They don't have that problem. Maybe here. Maybe here. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and, and you know, when Jesus was with his disciples in the boat and they went through that storm, there are three questions that came about. 
The first question, carest not thou that we perish. And these were fishermen. They were used to the sea. But sometimes things that go beyond our understanding come. And they expressed their natural fear. Don't you care? You know, and, uh, if you analyze that statement, there was some sarcasm there too. You know, like, you know, if, if there's fire, I can say, you know, Pastor Josh, what do we do? But if I say, Pastor Josh, so you, you don't see that there's fire here. Yeah, it's a little, you know, but hey, that's what they said. And then Jesus said, why do you guys don't have, why don't you guys have faith? Then the third question is where every believer who has the Holy Spirit must begin to experience. What did they say? He said, what manner of a man is this that even the wind obey? So they were working with the man, but they did not know the manner of the man. The same way Peter was working with the man. And people were calling the man different names. So the man himself asked, he said, who do men say that I am? Many names came out. But the only thing that God works on is the truth. God doesn't work with rumors. So they say you are Elijah. Jesus did not even acknowledge that statement. They say you are the, he didn't even acknowledge that statement. The only statement he acknowledged was the one that came from revelation. Yeah. We must develop a revelation of this God that we are talking about. So that he doesn't become a billboard. Yeah. He doesn't become an initial. He doesn't become a way of a man. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. God does not do any mighty work outside the capabilities of mere mortals without deploying the powers, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Yes. That is what empowered Mary to be able to do what she did. But the Holy Spirit is not going to come. It is here. What I've learned is that when you rent a building, even if you are going to improve the building, you must go through the landlord. You are improving the building. You are bringing glory to the building. You still have to go and get permission. That is why when David wanted to fight um, um, Goliath, he went to ask Saul and his army people who were shake, shaking. They were shivering at the giant. Like, they, they, they had no solution. And yet, he still had to go and ask permission. That simply tells me that there are some of us who God wants to do mighty things through. Hallelujah. And in my book, God is Building Your Resume, I talk about how God does not waste any experience in your life. Yeah. When brothers were chilling, drinking fun yogo and watching telenovela, David was fighting on the backside, killing a bear and killing a lion. There was no CNN reporter to, to even post that on Facebook so that we know that the guy had those talents. But when he saw Goliath, Something on the inside told him that, ah, look at what your experience is talking about. And look at the task that ahead, ahead of you. When the army saw a Goliath who was too big, David saw a target that was too big to miss. 
Listen, one thing the Holy Spirit does is it gives you perspective beyond mere mortals. Because we are looking at it from God's point of view. Yeah. The, their training had nothing Goliath in them. And if you want to go to King's School, you don't go to Shepherd Academy. You go to Royal Academy so you become a king. But God said, no, 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 no. Everybody is going to Royal Academy. In my kingdom, you are going to serve as a shepherd. Just so you become a king. So when David says, the Lord is my shepherd, he's not borrowing somebody's speech. He's borrowing what he has lived inside of him. Now, if he had been told that part of the prerequisite is that you prepare for a lion and a bear, where there's nobody there to even tell the story. If, depending on who wins. In other words, if David loses, <laughs> we won't even know the story. It's like the airplane that vanished. Up to now, they didn't say they don't know where. Can you imagine that? So David would have vanished. Nobody knows the story. But God had a plan. You must bring a Holy Spirit perspective to every adventure God allows you to encounter. I'm telling you. You can't just be going around listening to experts. Who are the experts? Experts are people who have mastered yesterday. So if I'm looking forward to tomorrow, why am I listening to an expert? They are masters of yesterday. And if you are thinking about prophecy, the, 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 the source of prophecy lives in me. Listen, nobody was hired or has been hired to get any good job in this world. Eh? Through a shout, hey, you got a job. No, everybody wants it in writing. If you want to know God's surest word to you, don't go for a whisper, go for a verse. A verse. Your appointment letter is in a verse. Anybody here got a good job where they told you from the, fourth, uh, the, the 12th floor that, hey, you got a job. When you go home, what are you going to tell your wife or your husband? He shouted, I got a job. <laughs> Where's the proof? Our evidence is here. The word. The word. God will not do anything without his word. And if you don't understand anything in the word, the Holy Spirit is your teacher. If you need perspective, the Holy Spirit gives us perspective. When you do something out of conviction, you don't go around explaining it. You don't go around explaining it. Hey! You don't go around explaining it. I remember, I think it was um, 1999, Going to America, fresh. Come and see my Afro. You remember, Abra? I, ha I had Afro. Hmm. You don't know. And then my auntie came to visit me. My auntie said, "Hey, now I wanna see Uber here so I was like, "Oh, um, where, where, where did you hear that?" She said, "Oh, I've heard that you are, you know, going around singing and doing all these things." I looked at her and I said, um, I don't know why you are disappointed at this, but I thought this was a noble thing to do, especially when I believe that I'm called to do this. The woman looked at me and said, no, 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 no. We've had pastors in our family and all these things. And I looked at her and I said, okay, can I tell you something? I asked her, in 1999, I asked her, I said, auntie, the Bible, who gives us marriage advice? Who are the two main people who give us marital advice? 
He said, uh, Paul. I said, okay, one more. I said, I'll help you out. I said, Jesus. I said, both of them, they were never married. He said, hey, Kwesi, what are you trying to tell me? I, was trying to I said, mom, when it comes to the things of God, we don't just use knowledge. We use revelation. Up to today, this woman does not take a decision without calling me. With all her multi whatever money that she has. Up to today, she even wants to change her name of her business. She's calling me. And I was like, I didn't know. I, I said, I'm not the source. There is the source. You are refusing to see the source. You know, it's like, it's like let's say from here, Pastor George says, let's all go. We are going to look at um, um, our new auditorium. I thought I would hear amen. amen. Then rather than put the address on the screen for everybody to copy, he says, follow me. Then we all start going. Get to the traffic light. Pastor George forgets that there's a whole convoy. So he leaves. What happens? Chaos. Paul says, follow me as I follow. So the address and the source of all revelation must be given ahead of time. That's why when you go to churches where they are doing mysterious things that are inexplicable by the word, you ought to run. Follow me as I follow Christ. The address is given. So if, if I veer, will you say, because he got a flat time, me to await? No. We know where we are going. And that is what the Holy Spirit does. That is what the Holy Spirit does. Before cell phones came around, we used to dial. Literal. Dial. You couldn't send text message. Now because of internet and satellite, look at how. So ask yourself, if God can allow men to program gadgets, you want to tell me that God cannot place his own chip inside of you to relate to him? Do you know that every invention and every technology we are going to encounter on this earth, according to Solomon, there's been, there will be nothing new under the sun. Yes. Before we started building highways in the middle of uh, the road and over the sea, Moses did it first. Yeah. David is the one who, who showed us how wars were going to be fought. Before, if you want to fight, you have to come into contact. You see blood. Now, America, and, uh, they have their ballistic missiles. They, choose, they can choose which window through which it will come. So David showed us the way. David said, Goliath, you stay there. I'm going to do my thing here. The only time David came into contact with Goliath, he was dead. Fighting from far away. There is nothing new under the sun. Listen, if we allow the Holy Spirit to have its rightful place in our lives, there's so much we will not have to go through. There's so much we will not yield our emotions to. Can you imagine the Holy Spirit is living in me and another person who probably has deactivated the Holy Spirit from their life can make me feel miserable. That's not right. That's not right. Somebody say we must reverse it. Say we must reverse it. Today I just want to encourage somebody. 
that the Holy Spirit is right here with us, right inside of us. Some of us have suppressed it with our philosophical thoughts. Some of us have been brainwashed to think that it doesn't exist. But I came here all the way from the cold country to tell you that he's ready and able. You know, you can be able and not willing. And you can be willing and not able. But we have a God who is not only willing, but able. Hallelujah. Oh, you want to celebrate the God who is willing? Who is able? His presence? Hallelujah. Amen. 